0: time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. Glenn is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Find him online at greensbororetirement.com or come into the office and have a conversation about your financial plan in Greensboro. You can find him on Mears Chapel Road. On today's podcast, it's called Taking Care of of the family not only looking at how we can take care of ourselves in retirement but what about those around us that we love how can we make sure that they're taken care of as well and Glenn I know that you work with a lot of clients and some of them have maybe lost their spouse it happens from time to time they come to you for help to make sure that they're in good shape financially what are some of the problems that you usually see for people in those kinds of situations. What what needs to be addressed most frequently?
1: Well, Walter. I mean, one of the things that we want to try to do is, if we can, we want to plan for that in advance, obviously. And you know, when we we always kind of have the understanding that it's a that it's a pretty normal scenario when you're going to have one spouse that's going to predecease the other, and so we kind of think in terms of, well, what's going to happen you know, in terms of the um the income and the cash flow and taxes and everything else. And so we try to plan for that in advance. But like you say, I mean there there are times when folks come in and they they've been referred over and, and we and we sit down and just has just happened. But you know the one of the key things that we have to consider is when we're doing our income planning and we're doing our legacy planning, you know, a lot of people think in terms of legacy planning is, is that, well, that means I'm going to be, you know, what I'm going to leave to the kids or what I'm going to leave to charity or the grandkids and and those types of things. And and I always try to make the point that, you know, legacy planning is not just there. I mean, it's certainly that's that's a part of it. But I think in terms of legacy planning is also for you know, the surviving spouse. Because as we know that when we, when we think about income, the very first thing that comes to the top of mind is Social Security, and typically most couples are going to have two Social Security checks coming in. But when one passes away and the other one is left, then the larger of the two is going to be the survivor benefit, but the smaller of the two is going to no longer, you know, get deposited in the account, and so there's going to be, a, you know, a loss of income. Similar kind of thing can happen sometimes with pensions, too. There are some pensions that will pay, you know, the, if they've made you know, certain selections and, and choices for pensions that they're going to pay the same for both spouses, you know, whether or not, you know, there's a survivor or whether it's both. Sometimes the surviving spouse, you know, has that portion either either reduced or possibly even it might even go away. And so we have to think in terms of, well, how are we going to deal with that? Uh, because sometimes we now have an income gap that exists that wasn't there before. And what I mean by income gap is, is simply, you know, how much money is, is coming in versus how much money is going out, you know, for expenses. And that's all part of that planning. And we have to make sure that we're taking care of, of the surviving spouse you know most people think a little bit of, along those terms of what we're talking about with the income gap and maybe some income is going to drop off but one thing that really you know kind of catches people by surprise a lot of times and that is is the way the tax code works and because what happens is is that if you're a married couple and you're filing jointly well then you have you have extra deductions you have extra exemptions you know and then when you become single then it's just one you have your standard deduction for most people and then there's one exemption and suddenly you have half of what you used to have in terms of what you could you know write off on the taxes the other thing that happens is is that the tax brackets are also cut in half. So you might have a reduction in income, but the reduction of income combined with the new tax treatment, you might actually have your taxes go up and have less income. And that can be really devastating for folks, and that's something that a lot of people don't really plan for and they don't really think about. And that's a very key piece of the puzzle. So then we start to think, okay, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to plan for that? And like I say, it's very important to make sure that we make the right choices for for social security security planning purposes, as well as if there's pensions involved, we have to make sure we make the right choice there. And then we also have to look and see, does it make sense to carry on with life insurance? And sometimes that can be another piece of the puzzle that might not be just for the kids or grandkids. It might be for the surviving spouse to provide additional income sources you know for them you know once they're left without their spouse it's really key i just pound the table with folks about about let's make sure we have that income gap covered and for different people they're going to have different resources and we're going to cover it in different ways but that's probably the most important thing that we need to think about before we start thinking about kids and grandkids
0: so that's sort of the problem at least or a couple of the problems that start popping up but that income gap problem that you mentioned it what about the how we kind of got the why it exists but what about the how of fixing that problem
1: right well like i say i mean our goal is is to kind of fix it before it happens right in terms of planning in advance now that being said you know if it you know let's just say that we have you know somebody who who comes in and and they say gosh you know this happened and we didn't really have a plan in place what am i going to do well, you know, we have to start thinking about, well, what resources do we have? You know, what expenses are, you know, our have-tos and what expenses are want-tos, you know, versus, so we need to make sure that we're that we're being efficient until we have a plan in place. We might look in terms of, does it make sense to continue to live? And so A lot of times folks have this really big house and it might make sense to, to do some downsizing, which might create, you know, some additional funds that are available and might also reduce some expenses you know when we look at when we look at social security you know there's sometimes there's a possibility that you know you can do additional planning you know in terms of you might think well gosh I'm, I'm just going to take the survivor benefit but maybe you know there might be depending upon when somebody passes away there might be a possibility of of continuing to take your own and then delaying that survivor benefit and then that be a greater amount later down the line we really have to kind of take it you know, case by case, Walter, and just kind of see where we are. Like I say, we always like to try to plan in advance. But if we're there trying to, you know, to take care of things after the fact, we really just have to take inventory and say, OK, well, what's there and, and, and what's not there? And let's make sure that we get spending under control and know exactly what our income sources are and if we need additional income are there other resources that we can draw from that are maybe an asset that's not currently you know creating income and like i say that might be the house that might be an additional savings account or or something of that nature but it's really we really got to make sure that we get everything under control early on or else if you go too far down the line you might end up spending a little too much money and then it becomes more and more difficult the longer you go without fixing
0: it that pretty well covers at least some of the issues that go into making sure that the spouse is taken care of in the financial plan, but we're focusing on the entire family here at Glen. So after the spouse is taken care of, we can move on to looking at the kids, or we can lump in the grandkids, I guess, into the discussion as well. Are there common mistakes that you see on that front, planning for that next generation or even two generations down the line?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that that happens, Walter. And, of course, part of our discovery process, and when we sit down with folks and we, we find out, you know, what are your priorities in terms of, you know, in leaving things to kids and grandkids? and you know for some folks that's a very important thing they absolutely positively want to make sure that that happens and for others it's not as important and so we have to you know look at it in the right context but let's assume for the conversation now is we, we've got somebody who's really wanting to make sure that they pass things on to their kids or possibly grandkids one of the main things we have to look at walter is to determine what resources are we going to leave? You know, the, a lot of times folks think in terms of well, we're going to leave the house, or maybe there is a life insurance policy that we're going to leave, or maybe they've got a you know they've got a four hundred one k or an IRA that has a large balance and they don't feel like they're going to really you know draw that down as much and they're going to have a lot of resources there left. One of the key pieces of that puzzle is is to know what are going to be the tax ramifications of what you pass on because some assets are going to be tax heavy. Meaning that they've been tax deferred and they're going to be taxed as they come out of the account. And what comes to mind there is IRAs and 401ks. And then there's other resources and, and assets that have already had the taxes paid. You know, like the, say for instance the house, or maybe there's a maybe there's an after-tax or a non-qualified account or a bank account that's there, or maybe life insurance proceeds or a life insurance policy. And we need to think in terms of. You know, who are going to be the beneficiaries and what resources do we have? And when we start thinking of that, it's really it's really more of a tax planning strategy than anything, Walter, because we have to make sure that that we guard against making Uncle Sam one of our greatest heirs. And and that can oftentimes happen, you know, if the one asset is left. To kids and grandkids that is really tax heavy in the future and so we have to think in terms of hey, hey maybe we should spend this account down and, and leave this other resource available it all comes into the overall you know holistic plan for that for that particular individual or that particular couple and we really have to think in terms of tax consequences not just now but also in the future and when I sit down with folks when we start talking about that you know I always ask the question well where do you think tax rates are gonna go in the future And they say, well, you know, we don't really know right now in the short term because of all the things that are going on in Washington. But, um, you know, when I think long term and I go out 20, 25, 30 years... You know, there's very few people that I talk to that that think that the tax rates are going to be the, the same level they are now or lower. Most people I talk to think in terms of, hey, it's probably going to be higher. And, you know, if that's the case, then obviously we want to think about what are we leaving behind. And we don't want to leave a tax bomb behind. We don't know for sure what tax rates are going to be. But as I always say, we want to plan for the worst and hope for the best. And we can't just assume that tax rates are gonna are gonna be at low levels, you know, 20 or 30 years from now. So we we really have to take that in consideration when we're talking about making sure that we we leave the the legacy that we want to leave.
0: And then eventually, Glenn, I think this conversation leads to, you know, the products that help us accomplish certain missions. And one of those that we get a lot of questions about are trusts and whether or not they're a good idea for preserving family wealth. But I know that once you start mentioning that to somebody, then maybe it's like, well, that that gets pretty complicated, and I don't know if a trust is, is right for me. I don't even know all the ins and outs of something like that. What's your take on whether or not trusts are a good road to go down for someone retiring and, and looking to take care of their family in the future?
1: Well, first of all, you know, if you're gonna do any trust work, I always suggest let's make sure that you're doing that work with an estate planning attorney and make sure that we get, you know, maybe one or two opinions about whether or not a trust is the right fit. I mean, there's a lot of folks out there in the in the um, in the marketplace that are you know that will tell you, well, everybody needs this or everybody needs that. And I'm really a big believer in that, you know, whether it be legal planning or financial planning, there's not really any such thing as a one-size-fits-all. And everybody's situation is a little bit different. And, you know, as to whether or not a trust is the right fit, that's a conversation, obviously, for, like I say, for the estate planning attorney. And probably even better would be to to have that conversation with your financial advisor, along with the estate planning attorney, to make sure that the right hand and the left hand knows knows what the other is doing, and to make sure that it's coordinated. So again, that we we make sure everybody's on the same page, and we don't end up having unintended consequences because one set of plans was made on one side, and another set of plans was made on the other side. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So how do you help people kind of navigate through these conversations, Glenn? What's that meeting in your office? How often are people wanting to take this, you know, deeper look at how to take care of the family.
1: Well, I mean that that's part of my basic discovery process, Walter. I mean, if we're going to do if we're going to do holistic planning with folks and make sure that their plan makes sense for them and their situation, we're not just looking at an account or or two or you know, or maybe just looking at a tax return. We need to look at everything in the, in the context of the other and look how all the pieces fit together. And, and, and almost always, you know, it, there's going to be a, a strong opinion for folks about what they want to do in terms of legacy planning or, you know, or what they're going to leave behind and how they're going to have their estate planned. And that has to be part, you know, from the get-go. Because if they have certain goals that they want to achieve, then we have to organize the short term and the medium term to also match the long term. We you know we can't just think in terms of well, we're we're gonna only think in terms of the estate plan in isolation and then do an income plan over here, you know, differently than that, because we get into well, what types of accounts are gonna be left and what kind of accounts are gonna be utilized now, and what are the tax ramifications? All those things are gonna interconnect and play off of each other, and we wanna make sure that everything is 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 a functioning holistic plan that is making accommodations for the other. That long term plan should fit in well with the short term plan. And if we do that, then we know that we've got a real plan that that can stand the test of time.
0: Really important to make sure that you're addressing these different things and taking care of those around you. If you would like to set up a free consultation with Glenn and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting in their office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road, you can do that by going to greensbororetirement.com. Again, that's greensbororetirement.com click on the link at the bottom of the page that says free consultation. You can set that up all from your smartphone or your computer, or you can call if you would like to do that directly 336 3535 is the number, 336 291 3535. That'll put you in touch with Glenn Mosseller here on the Retirement Roadmap, and he can help you find the right path to get not only to retirement, but all the way through it. And we often say beyond as well. And that's what today's topic was about taking care of the family, even beyond to the next generations, making sure that they're addressed in your financial plan, and Glenn can help you do that. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast today. On the next edition of the Retirement Roadmap, we're going to talk about required minimum distributions, an important piece of the financial planning puzzle. You want to make sure that you get these right. There could be major consequences if you do not make the right choices when it comes to your RMDs, as they're called for short. We'll tackle that topic on the next podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Retirement Roadmap.